Good evening. Today is the Feast of the Assumption. <laughs> and it's a great feast when you think about it, when it comes back to it. You know, again, it's one of those things that uh, some people say we made up all, but no, not even close. I want you to go with me, those of you who have a Bible. It's in your pews in front of you. If not, there's some around here. We're not very crowded tonight, so you can steal one. And let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. If we go back to Genesis, this is where it comes in the beginning. And this is very important for the dogma of the ascension, or the assumption, okay? Well, what we're really celebrating today is the resurrection of the Blessed Mother. That's what we're celebrating. But let's begin at the beginning. In Genesis, it says here, chapter 1, verse 20. Six. Then God said, Let us make man our own image after our own likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish, the birds, the air, and the cattle, and all the ground, all the creatures that crawl on the ground. God created man in his own image. In the divine image he created him. Male and female had created them. Okay, so first, we're created in the image of God. But let's go to the second story of creation now. And if we go there, we go down to chapter 2, verse 7. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living being. So we get our start in the earth from the breath of God. But let's go on. Then he creates woman. Verse 21 of chapter 2. So then the Lord God cast a deep sleep on the man. And while he was asleep, figures... He took out of his ribs and closed, took out one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. So then the Lord God then built up into a woman that rib that she had was taken from the man. When he brought her to the man, the man said, This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman. So everything's very earthy. Everything's very much from the earth grounded. Now, if you go to the next chapter, chapter 3, we see the fall. And then we got through, and I'm going to go through that whole thing. But then, when she's approached, when Eve is approached by the devil, you know, and he questions her and he instills doubt, then she goes, verse 6 of chapter 3, the woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing the eyes and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. The point of this is this. First, it was in the flesh. It was in the createdness of the earth that they brought sin upon the human race. And with sin, death, judgment, and all the garbage that goes along with the original sin. But it happened in the body. In the body created by God. Now before that too in verse 1, it says after He created in the, in the chapter 1, He says after He created man, He said it is good. And after He created man and woman, He said it is very good. All of creation was good. The man and woman were created very good. But then when Adam and Eve sinned, boom! It was no longer good. 
And so as time went on, and it was no longer good, and you can see that because sin began, you know, Adam and Eve's children kill each other. It goes on, and then all the lust that comes into the world, and all the anger, and all the pride, and all the garbage that goes throughout the centuries. Until you get to the Gospel today in Luke. Let's go there. Luke chapter 1. What's right before the Gospel, of course. And here in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, chapter 1, verse 38, Then Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will. Now, know what happened here. At that very moment, what happened? That which is uncontainable, that which the universe cannot contain, that which is God the Almighty, took on flesh in the flesh of a woman. And God became man in the person of Mary. And that, yes, had to happen in the flesh. That what happened in the past in the flesh now had to be redeemed in the flesh. And when she said yes to that, God took on man and He could say again, now, finally, it is very good. And the first thing He transformed was Mary. Okay? Now, if that happens, what does she do? The first thing is, in the beginning, the first Eve was all about selfishness and about me. And what am I going to get? I want pleasure. I want this. I want that. Yeah, give me. I want the knowledge. But what happens to Mary? Mary, after she said yes, she doesn't go around and say, hmm, I'm going to be the mother of God. Hey, everybody, guess what? I'm going to be the mother of God. What does she do? Let's go to today's Gospel. Verse 39. Mary set out to the hillside in haste to the town of Judah. What does Mary do? How do you know that she's really been touched by God? In haste, she runs to serve another. She goes to serve another. And as she goes, she completely loses touch with her own selfishness. Because there is none. She becomes totally other-centered. And while she is there, and after Elizabeth falls down in front of her and says, Blessed is she who believed. She didn't go, yeah, yeah, I know, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does she say? My soul proclaims the greatness of me? Uh Uh-uh. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. For He who is mighty has done great things for me. And not holy is my name, but holy is His name. You see, that is salvation. Leaving selfishness into generosity. And it has to happen in the body. You know, again, some people are all concerned about their body and my pleasure. Forget it! That's not the Christian way. What should be happening in our body is we become people of great generosity because we have been purchased by the same person that embraced Mary. The day we come to the Lord Jesus Christ in baptism or we surrender our lives to Him, this same Christ, as I said at the beginning of Mass, purchases our body in His blood. And the thing that should be real in that is that we go from selfishness to self-giving to generosity. 
And we do that not just in our good intentions. We do that in our bodies. So I've got to be thinking, am I really giving of my life? You know, again, sometimes I, don't, I, don't, I wonder. You know, I've been going to Mass this past Sunday. I, was, I went to a Mass in a church in downtown Pittsburgh, or pretty close to downtown. And again, I was thinking, oh, God, have mercy on us all. Because people aren't there. You know, I just kept, I was praising God for our community so many times because I know when I come here, you're here. But most people are just going through the motions. But what has to happen is our change in Christ must become so real that we're so transformed that Christ lives inside of me now that I become a person of great generosity and I give away my life in my body. Why? Because it is in the body that we're going to attain salvation. Today, when I say the creed, we're going to say, and we believe in the what? Resurrection of the body. Whose body? Ours! We already believed in the resurrection of Christ. We already profess it. When we say every week, and we believe in the resurrection of the body, that means our body. And the first one to do that after Jesus Christ was who? Mary. That when a person gives away their life in their flesh, then what the assumption says is that in that flesh, that flesh will be transformed into everlasting life. But it had to happen in the flesh, just like death had to come in the flesh to Eve, so life had to come in the flesh to Mary. The old Eve, the new Eve. So what happens is what Mary, the assumption does, it shows us who we are, what will happen to us. If we imitate Mary's yes to the will of God. So what does that mean? That means you and me every day in our prayer, am I saying yes to God's will? Am I seeking God's will? Again, sometimes we go to pray, what are we doing? Hey Lord, please bless me and please bless my relationship and make this work, God. And God's saying, I don't want to make this work because this isn't my plan. I have a better one for you. Oh no, this is the one I want. Do you ever sit there and say, as an aside, but uh, as how we sometimes we struggle with God. You know, all know Billy Graham, right? Yes. We know his wife, Ruth. Is it Ruth? Ruth Graham. She once says, I'm really glad that God answers prayer with no, or I'd married the, I would have married the wrong man five times. That she kept saying, oh God, this is the one I want. This is the one I want. This is the one I want. And God said, no, 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 no. I got someone better. And he gave her Billy. And God had a plan. But it was a plan in her flesh. So too, when I come to my relationship with Jesus Christ, it can't just be a head knowledge type thing. Oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. He's my Savior. And Oh, anything He wants. Here, I have to live it in my flesh. By living it. Yes, God, I'll do Your will. And then letting the body carry it out. And when that happens, you and I every day, practical, step-by-step, denying self, saying yes to God and His will, we are already on the road to resurrection. We're already on the road to the assumption. Because as Mary was taken up body and soul, then too do we every day get taken up body and soul into the will of God, which is heaven.
You get that? You got it? Good. May each of you know His love today and forever. Amen.